0: Ladies and gentlemen, on New Year's Eve 2017, I went before the Lord to find out what he would want me to do in 2018. I do that all the time, you know. I said, Lord, are you going to give me a theme? And if not, if you don't, that's fine. I'll just preach messages as the Holy Spirit gives them to me, you know. As I, uh, I preach about, who oh, at least 200 times, sometimes more than that a year. I preach about four times a week and sometimes six and, and things of like that. It, constantly all the time. And the Lord gave, asked me a question. How many of you get my magazine or you get my partner letter? I've been dealing with this subject all year long, and, uh, it, 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 and really, I've just scratched the surface of it. And the Lord asked me a question. He said, if you could take Christianity and define it, and put it in one word, what would it be? And I thought to myself, what did you say Jesus? He said, if you could take all of Christianity and define it, and put it in one word, what would it be? And I got to thinking, when I'm thinking miracles, salvation, healing, you know, faith, uh, you know, and the Lord said, advance. He said, everything I do goes forward. Notice the whole armor of God is only for your front parts, nothing for your back, because you never turn around and you never look back. Think about that. The Bible said, go in the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? How many of them? See, so evidently he believes you can do that. That's what what Mike and them do. You go out and you're building those churches, missions. you're reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. That's what that's all about, See? And he said it's the advance, spiritually, physically, and financially. And you don't separate those three. Because, see, that's what it takes to advance in every area of your life. So I got a friend of mine. He says, I'm growing older, but I'm not aging. I kind of like that statement. I thought that was pretty nice. I'm growing older, but I'm not aging. Praise the Lord. That's a blessing of the Lord. So I want you to turn with me this morning to the book of uh, Philippians chapter 3. The book of Philippians chapter 3. And I love the old King James Version uh, translation because it's so poetical. Now, you know, I, I mean, I know they've got to amplify new, you know, all kinds of different translations, but if you ever notice people, when they quote scripture, they usually quote the old King James Version, because it's very hard to quote the Amplified. That's a lot of words in the Amplified, but I mean, you need to get it, because it'll bless you, you see. But I want to deal with this, and I want to talk about the goal of Christianity is advance, advancing in every which way, shape, or form, no matter what, because you see, you're in the world, but you're not of it. I had a man say, what well, makes you think that you own this planet? I said that's very simple sir when God created you there were no sinners think about that for a minute let that sink he created it for his children there were no sinners so everything on this planet belongs to you think about that that's what he did it for and when people understand that they'll begin to understand spiritually physically and financially every area of your life but I want to start reading Philippians chapter 3 I want to start with verse 13 and it's very familiar scripture and I, we read it as such. It says, "Brother Paul writing to the church at Philippi, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, when the apostle Paul said, what, what, this one thing I do, I said, what you do, Paul? Since you only do one thing, I kind of, I, I, I want to know what you do. What do you do? And then he said, forgetting those things which are behind. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I had a wonderful day yesterday. I just don't remember any of it. Because I done forgot it. I don't live in the past because the past never sees the future. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, forgetting those things which are behind. So I don't care how good it was or how bad it was. You should forget it. Think about that. He said, but this one thing I do. I said, what do you do? He said, I forget those things which are behind. Then he said, reaching forth. In other words, you got to do something, reaching forth into those things which are before us. So there's something before you. I had a man tell me one time, Brother Jesse, I'm going to quit my job and live by faith. I said, boy, if your faith don't work with a job, <laughs> what makes you think your faith's going to work without a job? The spirit of stupid has come upon you, boy. <laughs> I need to preach on that. The spirit of stupid. It hits a lot of people. He said, reaching forth, so you got to do something. Reaching forth into those things which are before, then it gets real personal. He says, I, you can put your name in there, George, Fred, uh, uh, Shirley, whatever. I press, and that's not easy neither. I press toward a mark so there's a place you need to get to. Now, once you get there for the prize, so there's something to receive of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The goal of Christianity is advancing in every which way, in shape, and form. You know why oak trees drop so many acorns? They're trying to reproduce themselves. The reason why you have children, you're reproducing yourself. You see? You're reproducing your. How many times people may have seen you say, you know, your grandfather used to do exactly that. Well, because, you know, uh, because he's inside of you, in a sense, in your DNA. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you're taking notes, write this down. How do I advance? Number one, create with your mouth an atmosphere. Create with your mouth an atmosphere, a channel through which advancement flows to your future. You create with your mouth an atmosphere. See, it's what you say is what you're going to receive. See, a lot of people don't understand Mark 11, 23 and 24. Brother Hagin preached on that probably 60, 65 years before he went home to be with the Lord. Those two verses tell you how to get rid of what you don't want and get what you do want. He said, if you would say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. Notice you've got to know you got to tell your mountain where to go. People say they got a problem with that. Well, you tell everybody else where to go. Why can't you tell your mountain where to go? <laughs> you don't have a no problem telling somebody else where to go. He said, if you, if you, not God, see, see, the church world made you a mountain climber. When I mean, you should have never done that. When God made you a mountain dissolver, you take out mountains by what you say. You create with your mouth an atmosphere, a channel through which Advancement flows to your future. He said, if you say to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and not doubt in your heart. You don't need a heart bypass, you need a head bypass. Not doubt in your heart, believe those things, what you say, not what God says, but what you say. The Bible says you shall have, it's in red, ladies and gentlemen, you shall have whatsoever. Everybody say whatsoever. That's three words in one word, whatsoever you say. Then he said, what thing? Oh, Lord. Now, people freak out over that. I don't think you ought to have things. I don't think we asked you. It has nothing to do with with, with, whether you think somebody should have something or not. What things soever ever you desire, not God desire, you desire, that when you pray, watch this, believe that you receive, not when you get it, not when you see it, not when it's physical manifestation, when you pray. Believe that you receive, and you shall have it. Those two verses here. Well, Paul was saying, I forget those things which are behind, because he had some bad stuff there. I reach forth into those things which are before, and then I press toward a mark. I got to get to a place where I need to be of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So you create with your mouth an atmosphere, a channel through which advancement flows to your future. See, the most important part of your life is what you believe about your future. What do you believe about your future? Think about that. Ask yourself, what are you believing about your future? Brother Jesse, you know, I'm getting kind of old, you know, my love, uh, you know, I, you know, I got to slow down. Excuse me, Moses didn't start the ministry until he was 80. He wasn't slowing down. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. I think I'm going to go on this side over here. <laughs> listen, listen to me. What do you believe about your future? What are you willing to do? Because God don't care if you're 9 or 90. I mean, my God Abraham, Abraham started having babies at 100. That's pretty good, because Viagra had not yet been invented. <laughs> think about that for a second. And a woman, 90 years old, getting pregnant, walking around on the desert with a belly this big, saying, slow down, Ab, that baby heavy. It didn't. So some of you ladies better watch yourself. <laughs> look at some of these ladies. Oh, they made the sign of the cross right there. No, 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 <laughs> You see, it has nothing to do with how old you are or how young you are. It has everything to do with what you believe about your future. I have a lot of people tell me all the time, Brother Jesse, when are you going to retire? I said, do I look tired? <laughs> a lady asked me this yesterday. I, I remembered this. She said, how do you feel, Brother Jesse? I said, with my hands. With my hands. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe. I don't deny what I see. I don't even deny what I feel. I deny it's right to exist. That's when I was praying for you a while ago, see. I don't deny pain. People say, Well, I ain't gonna say I'm healed when I am sick. I'm not dealing with your am sick. I'm dealing with your word healed. If I can get you to look at your word heal like you're looking at your am sick, I'll get rid of your am sick with your word heal. Did you understand that? This is what Jesus is saying. So, what do you believe about your future? My God. Mike, I mean, what does God have for you and, your, and, and this church and the vision of harvest? Evidently, it must be nice because he named it harvest. Think about that. You see what I'm saying? So the most important part of your life, what you you believe or what you think about your future, what you're going to do. You see, advancement must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. Advancement must be a revelation. It must be revealed knowledge that turns into inspiration. You have to be inspired about what you can do. Because if you're not inspired about your vision, what makes you think you can inspire someone else? So advancing must be a revelation that turns into inspiration that produces manifestation. Now, most of us love that. Let me tell you something. Most everybody love the manifestation. God likes the ride. See, he loves you walking by faith. We get excited when we get it. Wow, Lord, gee. hey, love, the Lord said, no, God really gets excited when you're walking by faith and not by sight. He said, look at my boy. Ain't he doing, look at that boy. Look at that girl. Oh, Lord, are they believe it What? That's what God gets excited about, the journey, the walk of faith. We get excited about the blessing. You see what I'm saying? Now, there's nothing wrong with getting excited about the blessing, but it'd be be a lot more exciting if you got excited about the journey. Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt. (laughs) Listen (laughs) to me. See, advancement must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces that manifestation. Uh, My daughter tells me all the time, Dad, everything you touch prospers. Yes. Why? I believe for it. You know how many preachers told me now, saying, you're going on the ministry. You better get ready. Tough, tough. Stuff. And I just looked at him and smiled. I wasn't trying to be a hot shot. I just made up my mind. I started reading this Bible. I said, when are we going to believe this Bible? When are we going to believe what Jesus said instead of someone's experience? Well, I tried that. Trying don't get nothing done. People that are not here this morning tried to come. You can say, Well, what you're at church? Sir? I tried, try, don't get nothing done. You didn't try to get married. You are. <laughs> Sometimes you don't feel married. That don't change it neither. <laughs> you just are. So that advancement must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. Why? Because advancement must run towards you. Advancement runs towards you when your faith is activated. The problem with most people, they don't activate their faith, their faith lies dormant. See, you have to activate your faith. How do you activate it? Agreement with the word. What does the word say about you? So if you go to a doctor and you get a bad report, you don't deny that because that's what the independent is for. But whose report shall you believe? Well, you got cancer, you got two months to live. Your mama. <laughs> Bible said, with long life, would he satisfy me and show me my salvation? Now, if you're trying that, you're gonna die. You see, most people's faith lies dormant. How do you activate it? By what the word of God says. I've had many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. When's the last time you saw me sad? Sick. Discouraged. Depressed. Despondent. (laughs) You know, when I was being attacked all over. I was the number one story in the world over these. I mean, I had ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, HBO. Can you believe that? What are they doing here? HBO, uh, Inside Edition. I was in New York preaching, and my God, when I walk out, wham, that they were. They were trying to eat my lunch. And I've had preachers, if I name a you, you know, I preach, I don't mean that private Preacher, preacher, all the biggest preachers in the world. They said, they call me Jesse. Oh, you discouraged? I said, No, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Glory to God. Because they were attacking me because I was believing for a plan. Now, how many of you get my magazine or you get my partner letter? Have I wrote you and asked you for any money for that plane? But they're saying I'd read I didn't know. I just said, I want you to believe with me for my Falcon 7X is the one I have. I'm giving it away. Now, they knew all that, but they didn't, they, you know, they didn't report that because that's not good news. They want to fake it. You know, I don't believe much in fake news, what President Trump said, but I do now. <laughs> oh, Lord. I got a revelation. You see? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know what? And Jody said, Dad, you're the strongest man I've seen in my life. You're not discouraged. I said, Jody, my faith is being talked about. All over the world. I'm believing for something. Ain't this a kick? You see? This is exciting. I mean, I've been persecuted for Jesus. I told, they call me a, a, a fraud. and, this and that. I said, Kathy, we just got elevated. They call Jesus a fraud. Is this wonderful? Let's have a party. That just drive that devil slack crazy. Why? Because advancement runs toward you when your faith is activated. And it's done by agreement with the word. I told a person this the other day. They were 80 years old. They said, boy, but Jesse, I'm not feeling good. I just smiled at him. I said, okay, how long you want to live? He said, what? I said, how long you want to live? It's in your mouth, not mine. Now, I'm going to shock you when I say this. God told me one time, he said, Jesse, I am God. I have the power to take your life but I don't have the authority. I said, what did you you say? He said, I am God. I have the power to take your life, but I don't have the authority. He said, death and life's in the power of your tongue, not mine. Now, what are you going to say about that? How long you want to live? I said, how long you want to live? Now, you know, most people die between 70 and 80 and whatever. You notice their bodies start shutting down. You know why? Because people have preached that wrong. You got 70 years, you got 70 years and by reason of strength, 80 years. No, that's when Israel was in rebellion. If you want to know how long you should live, it's in Genesis 6, 3. That the lifespan of a man or a woman is 120 years. Well, well, watch it. Wait, 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 wait. Well, how come anybody ain't living the 120 years? Because people are not preaching it. You can't have faith for something that hadn't pre- that hadn't been preached to you. We couldn't get saved until Billy Graham started preaching salvation. You couldn't get healed. My God, I mean, until Old Robert started preaching uh, uh, healing. No, sir. You can't have faith for something that hadn't been preached. You couldn't get blessed until Copeland and, and especially, brother Copeland started preaching prosperity. And everybody wanna attack it. Remember, I mean, people are still attacking healing. You got to be out your other leveled mind to go against healing. You ought to believe in healing for just compassion's sake. I mean, my God, to go to St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis and see all them kids dying with cancer. My God, you ought to want to believe in healing just for that cause. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? So when you understand this, I activate my faith on a daily basis, not a Sunday basis. I've had them say, how come you've never had a financial deficit? I didn't believe for it. I sent it, oh, you must have a life. No, 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 no. I just didn't believe for it. That's pretty simple, isn't it? But it takes a good theologian to help you misunderstand what I just said. <laughs> Write this down. Focus is not just a word, it's a mandate. Focus is not just a word, it's a mandate. You focus on your priority, you eliminate all your confusion. You got to focus. Let me give you a promise—a a true story. When I met when I met Kathy, ooh, I was a good-looking boy. Oh Lord Jesus, I mean, I had a body. Ooh Jesus, I had a six-pack. I got a keg now, but I had a body, boy. I mean, I was tight. That was tight. I was a lifeguard. They didn't pay no money, but they had a lot of girls at that pool. When I was meeting girls, I did, you know. <laughs> I loved girls when I was four years old. I tried to get married when I was six. I didn't care, you know. I just always didn't like girls. But man, and I had a friend of mine, and he was very shy. His name was Matt. A great guy. I mean, a good-looking guy. But I mean, my God, he, he, a girl start talking, no, He used talking to a girl. I said, Matt, there ain't no woman gonna like you You're stupid, man. With me, I could talk, man. I, I see a girl, I put my lean on. What's up, baby? How you doing? Hey. <laughs> I didn't care what color you (laughs) was. Hey, (laughs) not make no difference to me, baby. (laughs) I was full of the devil. Well, Matt comes up to me. This was at the Legion Park pool in Homa, Louisiana. It was a public swimming pool. It has five of them there. He said, Jesse, there's five girls about ready to come out the woman's locker. I said, really? Yeah. He said, and one of them I really like a lot. I said, what's her name? He said, her name is Kathy. He said, but she got five. Counting her there's five sisters. They're about ready to come out. Can you help me? Can you help me? So, you know, I said, well, uh, I said, don't clam up on me, Matt. I mean, don't get so shy. You know, for God's sake, talk a little bit. You know I'm saying? He said, okay. So all five of them came out in bikinis. Uh, they don't do that no more. Oh, God. So I'm, I'm saying that in Oklahoma. I ain't saying that in Louisiana. But anyway, they don't do that no more. So here they come out, boy. And there was the oldest, Myra, then Deborah, then Kathy, then Christine, and then a Patty. So I looked at the man. I said, which one's Kathy? He says, the, the third one, the, the middle one. I went, oh. I said, man, I got my lean on. Hey, girl, how y'all doing? What's up? <laughs> uh-uh, and they talk to me. you know? And Kathy was kind of shy, but she talked to me. He said, I, I like the third one. I said, she's a little skinny. You can have her. I'll take the one in front of her. <laughs> exactly what I said. I didn't care. So I walked in. Hey, girls, I'm talking to them. And I said, hey. I said, Matt, come here, Matt. So <laughs> Matt goes, <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot, you know what I'm saying, my God, man. And I said, uh, Kathy, now I had just met her. I've been her maybe a minute. She's talking. I said, Kathy, this is Matt. He, I said, uh, said Matt, say hello. He goes. Uh, uh. I said, Oh Jesus. Well, he didn't focus. So guess who came home with the prize? <laughs> you got my point. Focus is not just a word. It's a mandate. You see, don't focus on where you've been or where you are but where you're going. You don't focus on where you've been. That's past. Even on where you are, because now faith is. It'll take care of itself. Focus on where you're going. If you could put me in one word, I would say vision. I believe in that boy. He said, go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I thought to myself, you know how many people there are 7.5 billion people on the earth. So... You know how much money going to cost? Yeah, I ain't broke. Oh, okay, Lord. That don't bother him. He don't think nothing about that. Why? Because what he says is. So when you understand you don't focus on where you've been or where you are, but where you're going. Why? Because by design. See, we were created by design. We are movers and shakers. Sowers and growers. Fruitful multipliers. Replenishers of everything God puts into our hands. You are moving, a shaker, a sowing, a grower, a fruitful multiplier. That's why he said be fruitful, always producing, multiply, always increasing. Replenish, use it, then fill it up. Then it's subdue. If something gets out of the line, just subdue it, put it down, and walk in the power of what God says. You have the power of eternity to use the word of the Lord. Now, Michael, can I walk down here for a second that I get out this light? I want you to listen to me. Now, I'm going to say some things that are going to shock you here. You see, you got to understand why you like some things. You think you like some things because it's your taste. No. And I, how many of you ladies like jewelry? Hold your hand up. Most women like jewelry, right? Nothing wrong with that. If jewelry is so bad, how come we got gold streets in heaven? Diamond, barrel, jasper, onyx, ruby. In my father's house how many what? 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 It didn't say trailers, did it? Duplexes? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was raised in trailers. I am trailer trash. That's what he used to call us. You know, raised, we were raised poor. We did the best we could. You know, mom and dad did the best we could. You know why you like jewelry? Have you ever been in a mall or a jewelry store? And you walk by and you see something, and you go, ooh. Ooh, Lord, look how pretty. Why, why do you like that? What made you like that? You know you didn't like that by yourself. See, and if it's too expensive, you won't even allow yourself to want it. You like it, but you go, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. That's just too much. You know why you like that? Or maybe you're a man, you you drive by a pickup truck. Oh, Lord. A shotgun if you you like to hunt. Oh, a right. Oh, why do you like that? Because, see, God put that desire in your heart. He said, the light that's up there for me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. He put that in there. He He wants you to ask him. Church world don't want you to ask him. Second, world don't want you to ask him. Do you know when? Oh, now I'm going to shock you. Hang on, grab your pew because boy, I'm, I'm going to knock over a golden calf right now. When you don't ask God for spiritual, physical, or financial things, you take away his pleasure. Wow. What? Don't you get pleasure in giving to your children? Amen. Your grandchildren? Amen. Huh? Now, uh, uh, Mike, can they put a scripture on these uh, things? Uh, sir, I want you to put uh, Psalms 35, verse 27 up there in the, in the old King James, the King James book. Can you put that up on the thing? I want you to see that. See, the reason why you like that God put that in you, ma'am, so you would ask Him for it, so He would get pleasure. Well, uh, Jesse, that's kind of taking it strong. Really? Would you like me to prove it to you? Watch this. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yay! Let them say, How long? How long? Continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Why? Which hath what? Pleasure. Which hath what? Pleasure. What? Pleasure. What? Pleasure. In the prosperity of his servant. Yeah. If you're speaking against prosperity, you're taking away God's pleasure. Don't look at me. Look at the verse. Yeah. He gets pleasure, ma'am, in blessing you. You get pleasure in blessing your children or your grandchildren, right? What makes you think the Father God don't get pleasure in that? Well, I, I don't want to be greedy. It ain't greed, it's growth. So God puts a desire in you. You might want that diamond ring if that's what you like. Whatever. God don't care about that. But he loves to give it to you. Oh, Lord, I'd love to have something like that. Well, we can just do that. And he gets pleasure. Now, that's in the old covenant. You want something stronger than that? Uh, brother, go to 3 John, chapter, uh, verse 2. Now, God, man, now God takes it to an extreme beyond your wildest. 3 John, uh, verse 2. It's only one chapter. 3 John, verse 2. Watch this. Now, when you see this, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Watch it. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God got pleasure when I got a jet. Church world got mad. Secular world got mad. Charles, God got pleasure in it. Look, uh, 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 3 John, verse 2. Can you do that, my man? Hallelujah. Okay, you get it. He says, beloved, that's you. I wish above how many things? How many things? How many things? Oh, let me get black with it. How many things? I wish above all 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 things that you what? That you what? That you what? And be in what? Even as you what? You can't have what you preach against. If you preach against healing, you're going to be sick as a junkyard dog. If you preach against prosperity, you're going to be broke as a junkyard dog. If you preach against joy and harmony, you're going to be the saddest, most depressed person you've ever seen in your life. God said, I wish above all things. How many things? My God, you know how big that is? (laughs) That you what? Prosper. It's not greed. Because you don't have to be saved to see greed. You can see that as a sinner. It's growth. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. See, that's advancing. That's going from revelation to inspiration to manifestation. The most successful people on this planet ought to be the Christian. And yet, watch this. You know, when I was being attacked all over the world... You know, I could understand the secular world fighting me because the natural man receive it, not the things of God, because they're foolishness unto it, but I can't understand Christians. My God. You know how much millions upon millions upon millions of dollars I have raised for these television Christian networks? And not one called me. (laughs) But I'll tell you this much, if Jan or Paul Crouch would have been living they said you come on this tibia, and they're eating your lunch. We're going to eat their lunch. It's not luxury. It, it, I guess it could be To me, that plane is simply a tool. Just like that pulpit's holding my Bible, that plane holds my Bible. Well, why don't you fly a commercial? Because they can't fly my schedule. Otherwise, I'd do it. I don't care. Do you know how much money it takes to operate and maintenance these things? Oh, and I don't charge anybody. Am I right? my, I, all the time I preach for your father and you, I've never given you any expenses whatsoever at all. Zero. Everywhere. I didn't know how much money I had given away at like what I call church expenses. So I asked my uh, uh, finance director. I said, Wendy, can you go back to the very beginning? Oh, we have it all. you know, And find out how many hotels, food, airplane uh, tickets, uh Jet fuel, all of that, that normally a church would pay for. Because you invite somebody, you put them in a hotel, right? You, you buy them some food. Nothing wrong with that. That's a blessing. I've never done that. Never. And, you know, I didn't know how much it was. Now, this is in 40 years of full-time age. It was over $50 million. I preach a lot, ladies and gentlemen. over That's my seat. See, I can come. Going to a church is not determined about how much money they're going to give me i got some friends of mine that, oh, I can't go for a church unless they got at least 1,500 people there. Mm-hmm. That's why you got financial trouble, because God is not your source. Now, God uses people because he calls his men to give into to your bosom. I understand that. But see, God is your source. I've had some of the biggest preachers walk out there and say, how can you fly this stuff? And hey, you just don't charge. I've had a lot of them say, boy, Jesse, you're making us look bad. No, I ain't making you look bad. No, 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 don't blame. That. Don't put that on. I just made it in my mind, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I don't care how mad it makes anybody. I'm gonna walk by faith and not by sight. You see, that's advancing. Advancing must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. So notice this. Well, Brother Jessica, you got more faith than me? No, we don't know. Do you know how much faith you have? I'm gonna tell you how much you got, all of you. You have, ma'am, you have the same level of faith as Jesus. The Bible said he has dealt to us the measure. Some translations say a measure, you're going to the original, it says the measure, you've got the same exact faith as Jesus. Well, why don't we do what Jesus does? Because he activates his and ours lie dormant. That's why he said in St. John 14, go do the work that I do and do it greater. How could you do the work in greater? Because you have the same level of faith as he does. Think about that. My God, man, that's big. But people don't think that. They go, oh, no, that just can't be. It's Jesus' words. When are we going to believe the words of Jesus? When? I'm, are we going to wait another millennium or another century? When are we, we we're going to believe it And get ready for persecution. Bible said 100 fold You get a hundredfold with persecution. But I ain't worried about no persecution because Percy ain't cute. It <laughs> don't make no difference. what they say? Now I know that sounds arrogant and cocky, but it's not. It's confidence and assurance confidence and assurance. You talked to my daughter, she made 47 years old October the 25th. She said, Dad, you remember, you remember exactly the minute I was I was born. I said, yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was part of your creation. And I mean I said she was born at 1206, right? She had almost made it to October the 24th, and she went over to 12 and she and she was birthed six minutes after 12. It was a great day. I only have one daughter, one granddaughter. And I tell you what, I love to bless that kid. You see, she's not my adult. But she's 47. She ha- you have a great, yeah, yeah. She's not my adult. She's my child. You're not God's adults. You're God's children. Am I telling you, I don't care how old you are. Your daughter come over, your granddaughter, they steal your kids, right? That's why they can come to your house, open your refrigerator and wipe you out. (laughs) Right? You don't have a problem with that. Oh, you don't have any problem with what they want. Why do you have a problem telling your Heavenly Father what you want? You don't think it's greedy if your granddaughter or your grandson says, Grandma, I want some ice cream. I want, I want, want. Why? Because that's a child wanting some ice cream. So why do you think it's wrong to tell your heavenly father what you want? Jody said, Daddy, everything you touch prospers. I said, I'm El (laughs) Shaddai. Who serves El Shaddai. Let me be a blessing. She can't get over that. She couldn't, she just stood there. She said, the world wants to kill you, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> they can't. Because <laughs> death and life's in the power of mine, not theirs. And they can say what they want. It doesn't make a lick did it? Jesus said the same thing. You don't take my life away. Oh, Jesus was one tough cookie. He said, I laid down my life freely. Uh-uh. But Jesse, you don't seem to get in bondage. Why should I? Whom the Son has set free. You know where I learned to be debt-free? It wasn't from Kenneth Hagan or Kenneth Copeland. I heard Kenneth Copeland say, oh, no, man, anything. You know who helped me on that? Dan Schaefer. Dan Schaefer. When I met Dan Schaefer, we took a liking to each other immediately. We, we called ourselves twins. How <laughs> I, I tall was your dad? Six foot, what? Six, six, and I was five thirteen. And I remember walking around across Lewis cathedral. I think that's the first six thousand seat ever built debt free. I think it was. I'm not and I thought, I said, Dan, how do you do this? He said, the word. I said, what? The word? I went a little more, Dan. You know, can you give me a little more? He said, No, you don't need any more. That's went, it. The word. I just believed it. I just believe it. Now, you know, (laughs) I'll tell you a little secret now that he's in heaven. He wasn't that crazy about Oklahoma. He loved Oklahoma people, but he hated the wind. He said, "That Oklahoma is windy all the time. He was pastor of the Honolulu First Assembly for one day. (laughs) One day. Dan Schaefer was the pastor of Honolulu First Assembly. One day. Why? Because that's the way he wanted to pastor. Who don't want to suffer for Jesus in Hawaii? Huh? And he, re- he took the, uh, the, the, the pastorship on Sunday morning, and Sunday night he resigned. Because he knew it wasn't right. God said, "Go to Oklahoma." Jesus, we're dealing with it." But he obeyed the Lord. And he advanced greatly and brought the body of Christ to a level that no one had ever seen before in terms of spiritual, physical and financial things. Isn't that amazing? Why? Why did he do that? He forgot what was behind. He reached forth into those things which were before, and then he pressed the word to mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not just saying that because we were friends or his sons right there. No, I'm telling you. He taught me. I said, well, Dan Schaefer can be debt-free. Jessica will be debt-free. And I tell you, you know why I'm impressed? I mean, we've bought suits together. We've done a lot of things together. You know what impressed Dan Schaefer more than anything that I ever did? In terms of things, I was walking by my book and tape table. I said, Dan, you thirsty? He said, well, yeah. I said, give him a Perrier. He went, you got Perrier at your tape table? <laughs> I said, yes, would you like some? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get over that. He told everybody, he ever met. you know, Jesse friends got Perrier at his tape table. <laughs> he said, man, I, I, I never thought of that. I said, I did. I got around you, Dan. I began to think. Wait a minute. And it wasn't just stuff. Because all stuff gets old. There's something in here. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So let me say this in close. No one can take away your faith, your purpose, or your destiny but you. And I'm not going to let them have it. No one can take my faith, my purpose, or my destiny but me. Now... I believe this so much. I'll say this, and I'm going to close. I brought a letter that I want to read to you. I have children that support me. Send me 50 cents a month. They're partners. They get a partner letter. The other day, I was in the church, and the little seven-year-old boy, Charles, comes up to me. And his mom and dad was kind of like where y'all were. He goes, how you doing, bud, Jesse? I said, I'm doing fine, little man. How you doing? He said, I'm doing good. He said, you know, bud, Jesse, I'm the only one in my family that got faith. Mom and Dad ain't got a lick of faith nothing. <laughs> I just looked at him. I said, really? He said, I'm telling you, it wouldn't be for me. They'd all starve to death. He said, he said I'm telling you, they just don't have faith. They talk about it, but they, don't, they, they just complain constantly. So I just go to my little closet, and I pray for God to bless Mom and Dad. He's seven years old. He said, I'm increasing my partnership to a dollar a month. I said, whoa, that's big, man. He said, yeah, my grandma gave me a raise on my allowance, so I, 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 I want to bless the ministry. See, this kid understands something that his parents don't even understand. He's seven years old. Well, I got a letter the other day. Mike, you're going to like this. 13 years old, this man. He lives in, this young man, he's a partner of mine. His name is Brighton Ketcher. He lives in Kerrville, Texas. Listen to this. Dear Brother Jesse, I have been receiving your letters for a long time, but it was only recently that I found out that they were mine. I always thought they were from my parents, but after looking at the address, we realized they were mine. Noticing that made me realize I had neglected to give my seed to your Falcon 7X. <laughs> now, I know God is no respecter of person, so if Brother Kenneth Copeland can have a jet, so can you. <laughs> Listen to this. Now, I may be only 13, but I have my own money. This letter was not my parents' idea. It was my own. I did all this myself because I understand partnership. He's 13. I understand partnership. You're my second favorite preacher. Pastor Mac Hammond in uh, Minneapolis is my favorite, and my third favorite is my pastor. Pastor Delway goes with my third favorite preacher. You know that brother Jerry Savale? He's an honorable mention. (laughs) So that helps. Watch this kid, watch this vision. When I run for president in 2044, I will use the godly principles you and Kenneth and the rest of the peanut gallery teach us. I would love to be in the Believers Convention, but we're five hours away in Kerrville, and mom and dad's jobs won't allow time off right now. Plus, dad's boss believes that news about you and those planes, which is totally wrong. Tell Pastor George that I appreciate America Stands, that I think that David Barton, Pastor Greg Stefan, Tim Fox, Michelle Bachman, and Buddy Pilgrim should make a news show on the Believers Voice of Victory Television Network. Keep standing strong throughout all they say about you. Keep preaching with those funny stories. Well, that's all I have for this month. I will try to send a letter each month with my, each month with my seed. God bless you and the United States of America, future President Brighton Ketcher. Starla, when I got this letter, I said, Lord, I want to live to 2044. I'm going to keep this letter. And I want to present it to President Brighton Ketcher. All right? Now, I'm going to be about 96 years old. I guess. Now, there's a name that my staff calls me when I'm not around. They call me the Golden Goose. They said, don't kill the Golden Goose, boy. But Jesse got that anointing increase on, don't kill the Golden Goose. Evidently, he must have heard me say something about that. He says, P.S., if, if this letter goes to a staff worker, please bring it to the Golden Goose. <laughs> This boy has got vision. This boy understands advancement. I got a, a little note the other day. He said, I, I, I just picked my vice president that's going to run with me in 2044. Ain't that something? That's 13 years old. He said, I understand partnership. Do you? See, what do you believe about your future? He's already, he's got that in his mind. Think about that man. Thirteen years old, God preparing him to be the most powerful man in the world. Could be a woman, could be the same. Think about that. Advancement must be a revelation that turns to an inspiration that produces a manifestation. I'm Jesse Duplantis and I approve this message. Now. Now, we're going to receive an offering for this ministry, and it's a good ministry. And ladies and gentlemen, I never receive an offering without telling people where it goes. Thirteen years ago, Staller, I bought the best television cameras money could buy, me and Joel Osteen, way back when, Uh, Ikegami and Sony, they were so good that the NFL Called my officers 13 years ago and asked that they could use my cameras to shoot the Super Bowl. ABC didn't have NBC now. I said, no, I ain't letting them big old football players beat up my cameras. You know, got to hit them thing, man. That's a lot of money for them things, you know. Well, what happens after they get so old, you can't buy parts for them. The president of Sony in Tokyo and the president of Ikigami flew to New Orleans, Louisiana to talk to me. I went, they said, we want to introduce you to the finest cameras. No one has them, ABC, CBS, NBC. These are 4K, 8K, Ultra HD. Nobody's got them. And we, will get, we brought a check. We'll give you $100,000 for these old cameras. I said, why would you do that? You can't buy parts. He said, you can in Mexico. See what they do? They won't make parts from in America, 'cause that keeps the economy going. But they ship them overseas, ship them to different places to make parts, and they sold them things for about $350,000, 400000 dollars. And I thought, oh my God, if I can't get the parts from Mexico, I guess that you know, don't work that way. And they don't work that way. They said this package is three point two million dollars, and I smiled. I said, I serve a Jewish God. I don't pay retail. They just looked at me. I said, you want to do business with me? I said, we're going to do business here. Kathy said, you sound like the mob. Like, i like, doing business here. I said, I got to do what I got to do. By the time we finished, I caught them. We negotiated, I'm a negotiator. I believe in good business. When you give a seed, I, I don't waste seed. They looked at me and said, you, you're a business. I said, we got to do what we got to do here. Let's talk business. Then they said something. And I had them then stall. They said, well, uh, Can we use your name? I said, Let's talk about my name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right now I'm preaching to 2.9 billion people in 14 different languages on this planet. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not bragging about that. Our partner's up said, You don't need to pardon, listen to this. I said, I'll give you 1.5. Oh, Reverend. I said, And you can use my name. We got a deal here? i come. I'll make you an offer you don't refuse. <laughs> right now, if you went to Tokyo, Japan, they have big video screens on their buses. I am preaching all over those buses. <laughs> I mean, hey, so I cut the deal. You don't think they trust me, Stalin? They flew the cameras here. They said, don't pay us for six months. We don't want no money. I said, what? Don't pay us for six months. We trust you. No interest, no nothing. Because we know we're gonna sell a ton of these once we put your face out there. I said, fine, six months. I went from 3.2 million to (laughs) 1.5. That just make me feel good all over. Like Hanes underwear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make few <it> feel all. <laughs> <wrong. laughs> you know so if you don't mind, I asked the Lord, I said, well, God, how do you want me to pay for this now? He said, out of 2.9 billion people, I'll move upon 1,500 people to give $1,000. That's $1. $1.5 million. Just that quick. So if you don't mind, the offering that you give today, I'm going to place it toward that outreach. Now, you're going to be able to see these new uh, TV shows in about eight weeks. Because we're about eight weeks out. We have to because we ship so many tapes and stuff all over the world. It's so good that the other day I did a tag and they stopped my boss. You have a hair growing on top of your nose. <laughs> growing on top of my nose. So what's this makeup girl? You know, to put makeup on. You got to have makeup. You know, she's this close to me, Stoller. She can't see it. And she got good eyes. She's like, I can't see it. Damn, well, where's that? With that camera. That's how good it is. It can suck a fly off the wall at 100 yards. I'm talking a <laughs> fly this big and make it that big. Oh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. So we got them. They're, they're operational right now. So we, we're cutting shows, you know, so we, and we have to, we're already eight weeks out, so we got to wait till, you know, those are played, and then we'll start uh, with the new ones. I mean, it's most amazing. So I'm asking you today, if you don't mind, this is your seed, not mine. I'm going to place it toward that. Now, don't get mad at me when you get to heaven. There's going to be a bunch of people in your front yard. Because <laughs> people are going to get saved. We had 90 people get saved yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Walk forward yesterday. On a Saturday. In a park. You know how I started out? Saturday in the park. I feel like the fourth of July. Look at y'all going. <laughs> so you may be one of those 1,500 people that give a thousand dollars, and you may not be. You may do more, you may do less. But 100% of it is going toward that. And, uh, uh, and I'll take care of all my own expenses. I do that anyway. So ushers, get ready. If you're writing a check, I'll make it out to harvest. Do they have envelopes on the back of the pew and all that kind of stuff? You know about that if you get here. I ask you to do your best. How many of you believe in the hundredfold? Hold your hand. Come on. It's on me. Look at me. It is on me. I'm not bragging about that. It's just God has been good and gracious to us. We've been debt free since 1982. Learned it from Dan Schaefer. Isn't that amazing? My Lord. So we ask you to do your best. So if you're writing a check out, make it out to Harvest. They'll issue us just one check and we'll get that done. And, uh, and I said, now, how long were these? Like? They, you know what they said about my, my cameras? They said, you know, these things look at you, you. These ones that are 13 years old, they look like they were bought yesterday. I said, we take care of God's stuff. If you come to our campus where we have Jesse, Pants Ministries and Covenant Church, it looks like we built it last year. Uh-uh. We don't let no. Nah, that's God's house. We take care of that stuff. Because people drive by, they see more than they hear. I've had people, us they say, my God, man, y'all keep that place. It's manicured. It looks like a golf course. I said, that's God's house. And we're going to keep it like that. So who are you offering up to the Lord? I want to pray over it. Hallelujah. How many are you going to believe with me? Come on. hundred hundredfold. Come on. Wave your hand like this. Oh, Jesus. Father, thank you today. I promise you and I promise these people that I'll not take a dime or a dollar of this. This will go toward that outreach, Lord. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. I ask you for 30, 60, and 100 fold and a thousand time return. Why not, Lord? That's the kind of God you are. That's the kind of God we serve. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that. Those people trust us. This, Lord, they don't send $3.2 million worth of equipment without some money down. Nothing. But you know, they believe me because I believe in you. And I thank you for it, Father. That increase is coming immediately. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive the offering. And guess what? They took us out to dinner. We went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. T- it was the most amazing thing. And, they, and one of them was a Buddhist, you know, because they're Japanese people, you know. And he said, could you, talk, could you talk a little bit about this Jesus, you know? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think Jesus is God? I said, the world. I said, have you ever notice when people curse, they use his name in vain? You know, God doesn't damn anybody. People damn themselves. Watch this now. You notice that they don't use Muhammad's name in vain. You ever heard anybody say Buddha damn? No. 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 You ever even say, go, oh, Jesus Christ? Because, see, that's a name above every name. Yeah. Buddha's dead, Muhammad's dead, but Jesus is alive and doing well. Stand to your feet, everyone. We'll pray for God to heal you and say, touch you. We're going to do it in a, as a global thing. Got a good crowd now. All you people up in the balcony, what a blessing. Let me just say this. You don't have a good church. Here's a good one. I know the pastor and his wife very well. I knew his parents. I didn't know your parents. I don't think I did. But I, 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 I knew the Shafers. You're in good hands. And I don't care what church you go to, you're not going to like everything. And you may not understand everything. But that's all right. Church is a school where you learn. Think about that for a minute. Because you see, if your child comes home and says, I don't like my teacher," what do you say? Shut up, boy. Listen to what that teacher says. Well, you might tell God, I don't like my pastor. You know what are going to say? Shut up. You listen to what that pastor says. I sent that person there to teach you something. Now, if you, I'm going to ask everybody to hold someone's hand. It's 1128. I want to finish this thing for 1130. I'm going to believe God for healing. I don't care if you got cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder, financial trouble, losses, a goose in a fog. You can get saved as I pray this prayer. You get healed. You understand? How do? You, look at me. How do I know that? Me. According to my DNA, I should be dead. Heart trouble terribly follows my father's side. Cancer and diabetes follows my mother's side. Don't have any of that. I'm the only one in my whole family who and not had a heart attack. Ain't that a miracle of Jesus? <laughs> Never have had the flu. I'm not bragging on that. Why? Well, I didn't believe for it. I preach. I, I, I speak against it when I hear them say something like that. No. Even my granddaughter says, for grandfather. You got a lot of strength. I said, well, thank you. So do you. She's such a, she said, can you, she's 10 and a half. Keep holding her hand. She said, you know, grandfather, you said something the other day I don't understand. You said the dead Christ's going to rise. What does Jesus want with dead bodies? <laughs> she's so literal, you know, She just literal. I said, no, no, you get a new body. Oh, I get a new, I said, yeah, you get a new. one." Wow. I said, yeah, wow. She's so literal. And when she was five years old, a minister said, you need to give Jesus your heart. And she said, Mama, I need my heart. I need my heart, Mama. <laughs> so we had to explain it to her. She takes everything literally. And when I say something, she believes what I said. And I've never broke my word to her. And my daughter's 47, and I've never broke my word to her. God has never broke his word to me. Heavenly Father, I pray for every individual in this building. Lord, I decree and declare and come against any sickness disease of any kind. Satan, I get great pleasure in telling you to get under people's feet, that what I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Lord, we have the power of attorney to use that name. We speak now. We command cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder of any kind, symptoms of old age, whatever it might be. Lord, I come against it. Because by your stripes, we were healed. I accept that by faith. I'm like Meredith, Lord, I'm I'm a textualist. I just literally believe it. Lord, if there's somebody here not saved, all they gotta do is believe with their heart, confess with their mouth, you rose from the dead, ask you to forgive them of their sin, it's done. It's so simple, Lord. Give me a new brother and a new sister this morning, Lord. Increase people in this church, because they came today. Why wouldn't they want to go to a church called Harvest, Lord? That means abundance. Spiritually, physically, financially, every area, Lord. Father, I thank you for healing people, for saving people, for creating futures in people. They're going to believe now because they're going to advance. They got a revelation. Now they got inspiration and they're going to produce manifestation, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this. Now lift your hands up as an act of faith and receive your miracle right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. It is done and we call it done. I thank you, Lord, that people, when they got out of their car, they were hurting. When they get in their car in just a minute or two, not gonna hurt no more. Why? Because they believed. I decree and declare it. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a standing ovation. Come on, give me one.